Last time, we spoke of God not being dysfunctional. And by the end of that discussion, we noted that we were addressing those who call themselves Christian people and nobody else. So here's the question. How does God respecting our choices apply to Christian people? That is what we're going to explore here in this episode, which is episode number 12. My name is Charles, and this is The Simple Not Shallow Podcast, a podcast for those who want a deeper faith, not a confusing one. That is what our name is all about, keeping faith in Christ simple. Well, simple enough that a child like me can understand it, and yet not so shallow that when the storms of life hit, our faith is forced to run aground. See, we want our faith to be like a very, very good cup of coffee, simple strong, full of flavor, and richly satisfying. Much like this cup of espresso I have right here in front of me. By the way, espresso, simply brewed as a cup of coffee, very, very good. Mm, Very good. Try it someday. You'll thank me. Anyway, here we go. Now, as we begin this conversation, it is very, very, very important for you to remember that first and foremost... We are all merely human beings, folks who are prone to be hard-headed and more than a little self-centered. Entering into a relationship with God does indeed change things, but some things will still require a very tenacious desire on our part to allow the love of God to have its way in us, or we will once again fall into a behavior from which we thought to have been set free. Paul said it very, very well when he said this. He says, But I beat my body to bring it into submission, lest by any means, after I have preached to others, I myself should be disqualified. Now, a full explanation of what he means by that needs to wait for a different episode. But for now, that he could still be disqualified indicates that he still had choices he needed to make. See, When Jesus was teaching his disciples how to pray, he taught us to ask for our daily bread. Now, often we think of this as referring to a daily physical need, right? And that is definitely one aspect of daily bread. Yet, here's a thought for you. What if he is speaking about our spiritual needs instead? You see, this phrase lies in between asking for God's kingdom to come and for forgiving us of our sins. Now, it seems very strange for me for Jesus to be teaching us to pray, God, your will be done, now feed me and forgive me. It makes much more sense if we see our daily bread as a spiritual need, so that Jesus was teaching us to pray, God, your will be done, now supply us with what we need to do our part, and forgive us. Also, in light of Jesus' response to Satan a little later, in which he says, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. And what he said to his disciples later on when he says, I have food to eat that you do not know about. My food is to do the will of him who sent me. Well, and again he says, My Father, who gives you the true bread out of heaven and gives life to the world. Well, in light of all these passages, reading our daily bread as a spiritual need, makes a very good deal of sense. And is that not intriguing, 
that we need to be asking our Father to give us daily what we need to be spiritual, what we need to be holy, what we need to be, well, as Jesus prayed, one, even as you, Father, are in me and I in you, that they also may be one in us, that the world may believe that you sent me. See, this is a daily choice. It is a daily prayer, and we must choose each day to love. And God will not force us to love him, to seek this daily need. See, examples abound of this in the Bible. Uh, There's Joshua in making the alliance with the Hivites without looking to God for his provision. You know, David didn't seek it before looking upon Bathsheba. Jonah did not seek it before running away from God's mission to Nineveh. And in looking toward a New Testament example, Peter did not partake of it before he held himself aloof from the Gentiles in Galatia. And you know, the list goes on and on and on and on. And there are also many, many, many examples of things that will require this daily need to be met. Well, these examples include to be careful that by no means does this liberty of yours become a stumbling block to the weak. To bear all things so that we will cause no hindrance to the good news of Christ. To let him who thinks he stands be careful that he doesn't fall. Or to beware, lest being carried away, you fall from your own steadfastness. Well, and again, this list goes on and on and on and on. See, there is much that we must do, and we need to choose to ask God each and every day for what we need in order to do so. See, for all of these great tasks, we need our daily bread. We need to have our spiritual needs met daily. We need the love of God as never before. Now, see, I have mentioned John chapter 15 in several previous episodes. And we discussed what abiding in Christ means and how love is the fulfillment of the law. As such, it is our great need and we must ask God to meet it daily. Not that we need to ask God to love us, that's not what's being said, but we need to ask that he would provide what we need, not what we want, but what we need in order to learn to love, to help us stay abiding in him that Jesus' prayer would find fulfillment and that we become one, even as you, Father, are in me and I in you. See, the result of that would be that his kingdom would then be able to come to earth as it already is in heaven. Now, this post is already getting just a little bit on the long side, but I would be remiss if I did not mention a negative component involved in our ability to choose and in God respecting those choices. See, as mentioned last time, God respects our choice way too much to force himself upon us and to force upon us what is the best thing for us, to force us into a vital relationship with himself. See, if we choose not to ask for this daily sustenance, he will not make us do so. However, if we choose not to love, Jesus graciously gives us warnings as to where that choice will lead. He does it in Matthew chapter 7, Matthew chapter 25, and in Luke chapter 13. And in all of these passages, he issues a dire warning for those who wish to claim his name, but then stay out of the game. 
See, these passages all speak of those who do religion very, very well, but who do not love. Well, simply put, it is speaking of those who have chosen not to abide in Christ. These passages speak of a time of judgment, and those who have chosen not to love are told to depart from God's presence because He knows them not. How sad to dedicate yourself to learning things and doing things in an attempt to get into heaven, but only then learning that you've missed out on what was important, that you missed out on the only thing that mattered, that you missed out on learning how to relate to God. Never learning to abide in the love of Christ. Never learning how to love. And as we are told, the one who does not love does not know God. Are you beginning to see how the choosing to love applies to those who call themselves Christian, well, as much as to those who do not? See, it does so because it applies to every single human being on this planet, and every individual on this planet is, after all, merely a human being. So I hope you choose today to learn how to love simply, wisely, and well. Well, what do you think? I'd love to hear from you, so please go to simplenotshallow.com and under the Simple Not Shallow podcast section, find this episode, which is number 12, and leave a comment for me there. Also, in the show notes section there, I will leave a full transcript of this podcast episode, and in this transcript, I will list all the Bible passages referenced at the location that I referenced them. Well, that way, you can check me out. You can go look them up and make sure I'm not making any of this up or that I'm standing really way out far in left field. For while I am left-handed, I really don't like being stuck out in left field. I find it to be a very lonely place to be. Also, please take a second and rate this episode and then subscribe to this podcast through the podcast service of your choice. You know, iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, whichever one you prefer to use. That way you can take this podcast with you wherever you like to go. You know, driving in your car, going to work, walking the dog, taking your morning jog, whenever, however, wherever. And thank you. Thank you for listening. And I'll catch up with you next time.